When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Guys, I am so excited. Welcome to my first solo episode of Social Studies. This shouldn't be that difficult for me. I talk to myself a lot, like I always have my whole life. And back when my son was little, I used to scare him because he'd see me talking to myself. And he was like, "What are you? who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, myself. I didn't think it was obvious, but I do. Because sometimes when I write or think, I have conversations with myself and it's kind of creepy. But here it's not. Here it's totally normal. So I'm excited about my solo. It's kind of like masturbating, only hopefully sponsored by dog food ads at some point. And guys, I want to know what you think. So if you like the solo episode, please let me know uh, so I can make more. And if you hate it, please let me know so I could just never do it again. And we could just move on to other things. So let me know. Okay, let's, let's do it. I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I even made a show about it, and it's called Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley. Let's get started with today's episode. Okay, before we get into the actual topic of what today's episode is, we're going to do some new segments I've been working on. Last week, I introduced Don't Hate Me, and I'm introducing a new one this week. But before we get into the episode, I've decided we're going to start with these segments all the time, right? Okay, for this week's Don't Hate Me, it's crazy. I'm going to give you a life hack, but the craziest part about it is I put it on TikTok And it went viral. I had my first viral TikTok. In 24 hours, I'm up to 100,000 views. And I never thought that would be the case. So if you want to check it out, you could follow me on TikTok at Jenna Kingsley. But here's my don't hate me for the week. I am going to give you a life hack I came up with this week that I'm obsessed with, but I don't want you to hate me for it because it's kind of mean, but you guys are going to thank me because I'm sure you can understand. So I have an iPhone, I have iMessage, I hate green text, right? Green text is like your text goes into the abyss. Who knows if anyone got it? I just don't like it. However, I've been feeling very spread thin lately. I have a lot on my plate and I feel like I just get too many texts and there's too many people I have to respond to. And so I had this brilliant idea of turning off my iMessage and everyone that I text with gets green text. So they don't know if my phone is off working, if I'm in terrible reception, if I got a new phone and I don't feel pressure to respond. And it's kind of brilliant, you guys. So if you need a vacation from feeling like you have to answer people on your iPhone, just turn off iMessage and you won't feel the like urgency to respond because it's no one knows if it was even delivered. 
And it's a great life hack, okay? Don't hate me because I realize it's kind of mean, but it is what it is. Try it out. I did and I felt like I was on vacation. So don't hate me until you try it. You might like it. Guys, we're also going to try out another new segment this week called Get Involved. It's things that I want to recommend to you that you should get involved with in one way or another. Try it out because I think they're cool. And I felt like if I'm being so negative with my don't hate me's, I should give you something fun and positive to look forward to. So... For this week's Get Involved, if you've listened to Social Studies, if you are an avid listener, I did an episode, which if you haven't listened to, you should, so you know who I'm talking about. I did an episode introducing my boyfriend and uh, we call him LL now here at Social Studies because we did an episode where I had my shrink on. The episode is called My Shrink Thinks I'm Sane and Other Lies I Tell Myself. And I told a story about how with some fear of getting into a serious relationship, I had diagnosed my boyfriend with little limbs and I diagnosed myself as having little limophobia. So little limbs, hence the LL. Now you understand why we call him LL here at Social Studies. I also have to remind you, he doesn't in fact have little limbs. It was like a made up disorder in my head. Now, my boyfriend tells me he's six feet and, you know, I kind of believe him. But then I found out that you, your phone, your iPhone, I don't know about Android, Samsung, your iPhone has an app on it called the Measure app. You can point it at someone and it will tell you how tall they are. It's brilliant. Turns out LL is actually six feet. He was telling the truth, but it's also good for people who are doing online dating. And if your date says he's 5'11 or six feet and you show up, you can measure him to see if he's lying. (laughs) I think that's something everyone should get involved with, the measure app. And now I literally walk around measuring everyone. It's a sickness. Anyway, try it out, do it. It's really awesome. So get involved. Okay, so the main theme of today's episode, I've been thinking about it lately and there's a whole world of things that we as people have come to expect and there's things that are expected of us. And if you really break them down, some of them are bizarre or some of them are I don't know what the word is. I'm going to let you be the judge, but let's get into them and let's see what you think. And as always, I'd love to know if you agree. So please contact me, DM me, uh, share it in your story, whatever. I want to know your stance. You guys, your stances, just so you know, keep me going, right? They inspire me to write certain material that I find that you guys will relate to or take a hard stance on. So please share your thoughts with me. First, we're going to talk about some weird things we expect when we go on vacation. I am a little confused about the person who decided that we expect towels in bathrooms of our hotel room to be shaped like animals. Who is the person that's like this towel would be so much more luxurious if it was folded as a swan? Who is the person that was like, you know what, if I make an elephant, this person is going to think they're in the lap of luxury. No, no. First of all, it wrinkles the towel. It makes it messy. You can't delicately remove it from its formation. And then it looks like a cleanly pressed folded towel. You touch that towel, it falls over. And then it's just like in a puddle on the floor or on the counter. 
And if you want to fix it, you have to be a master of origami. And also, it's kind of creepy. It's like, who said having all of Noah's Ark on your vanity is a symbol of luxury? Who's that person? I want to know. I just think it's a very odd thing if you think about it. Like, since when do we expect housekeepers at hotels to become clowns making balloon animals out of our towels? I don't know. It's like a lot of puppets, if you will. And puppets creep me out. So I don't know why we have to make puppets part of the bathing experience. Once walked into a hotel room and there were two enormous like swans on the bed, like towels made of swan, like swan towels, towels formed into enormous swans. And I felt like Siegfried and Roy all of a sudden, like I was harboring endangered species in my hotel room. And I was like, do I leave it like this? Do I ruin someone's craft project? Do I take pictures of it? Because I didn't want pictures of it. Because you know, sometimes you take pictures of something and later on you're like, you have the picture, but you're not going to look at it or show it to anyone. Can I just have some freshly folded towels? Not that I don't appreciate your craft because I do. I I appreciate it. It looks more complicated than anything I could ever do with the towel. So I, I get it. I'm impressed. But can I just have some plain towels? Like ones that I feel comfortable using when I get out of the shower? Because now, like I said... If I ruin them, I feel guilty. And I also feel like a murderer. Has that ever happened? Have you ever had like a cookie? You know those cookies that have frosting on it and they look like things like a dog or like, I don't know what. And then you feel bad eating it because it's like you bite the head off and you kill it. Maybe I need to like talk to my therapist about this because as I talk it out, I realize that this sounds crazy, but I do have that. Sometimes things are so cute, those kind of cookies with the frosting that I feel like a murderer if I eat them. But that's not what we're talking about. Back to the hotel rooms. Chocolate on the pillow, another weird one. Because in real life, when would you have chocolate on your pillow? When is that a sign of luxury? Now, I I like the chocolate on the pillow. And by the way, if you're not, if I'm with you and you're not eating your chocolate on the pillow, I will gladly take it. I will eat the chocolate from your pillow. I will eat everyone's the hotel pillow chocolate. I'm not above it. In fact, I like it. But it is kind of weird that when we come into a hotel room after they've folded down our covers, also weird if you really think about it, turn down service is, it's a weird thing to expect. I get the luxury of someone making your bed. I I get it. Bring it. Make my bed all day long. In fact, every time I sit on it, make my bed again and again, because I I like to get in my bed a lot periodically. But turn down service is weird. Why do we need someone to fold our covers down? That doesn't seem like a luxury to me. I mean, I guess it's considered one, but it's kind of creepy. Like, are they going to sit next to you and read you a story? Is that what people want? I don't want that. And are we so lazy? We can't just like turn down our own cover. Like I can't stick my leg under the duvet myself. I need assistance. But anyway, during turndown service, we are we expect some sort of treat on our pillow. like Because that's not even like a cultural thing. It's not like when you go to someone's house or you go back and visit your family, go back and stay with your parents after college. That's not like an endearing thing. Nobody comes and leaves chocolate on your pillow. So where did this originate? And again, I love chocolate on my pillow, on my bed, let it melt all over me. Pour a chocolate fountain over me while I'm sleeping. I'd be fine with that. I'm just curious 
why this is something we expect now. The other thing I find super weird that I didn't even think about ever in my life is what people expect the hotel bathroom to have. Now, I get it. We expect a mini shampoo, a mini conditioner, and a mini bar of soap or or a mini body wash. Just enough that we can wash half our body. That's what we. That's what I expect. I don't know what you guys expect. That's what I expect. But I was reading reviews of a hotel once. Someone actually wrote this sentence. They were like, I am going to knock down the rating from a five-star to a four-star. I'm taking away a star because the hotel bathroom didn't provide Q-tips. I'm sorry. Since when are Q-tips part of the mini toiletry assortment provided in a hotel. I don't even have Q-tips in my bathroom. Why would I expect to go somewhere and have Q-tips all of a sudden? And the person that wrote those reviews, that review, by the way, made me question all reviews ever across the board. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it actually, it actually made me question any review I'd ever read. Because I was like, if someone's knocking a star off for a lack of little plastic thing of three Q-tips, then I need to find some new references for for what I'm looking into because this is frightening. And if I had a business, I'd panic. Speaking of, I hope you guys are leaving good reviews and five-star reviews and good reviews on Apple Podcast regarding this one. Please, please don't take any stars off because I don't have Q-tips in my bathroom. Another thing that we've come to expect when we travel, especially if there's like a spa or I don't know, like a gathering area of some kind by the pool, we expect big glass jars of water with an assortment of fruit inside. We expect water with slices of things, kind of like potpourri floating in the water. That's something that I think people have come to expect and normalize when they travel. And the water, let me tell you something, you always have high hopes. You're like, oh, this water has oranges or lemons and limes floating in it. But when you taste it, it does. It actually tastes like potpourri is floating in the water. And it's always a disappointing flavor. Have you noticed that? There's a lot of things we expect in air travel. Snacks on a plane. This is something that we expect. And it's really funny because now plane travel is incredibly different, right? Like you're they're like, "Do you want oxygen on your plane?" That's an extra $25. They literally bill you for every single thing that you do on the plane. They're like, "Oh, you want to use the bathroom?" That's like a a $10 fee. It's not all inclusive anyway. It used to be you buy a ticket, you get a beverage and you get a little peanuts or pretzels. You get to put your luggage on the plane. Not anymore. Now you have to pay for all of that. But during the time when we expected a drink and a little bag of pretzels or peanuts, it was like something we came to expect. And by the way, even if you didn't want the pretzels or peanuts, you ate it as though it were from from like a Michelin five-star restaurant. You had to have it right? Scarfed it down, asked other people if they wanted theirs. It was like, you were never seeing food again. It's like survivor airplane. It was like four 
mini pretzels or four nuts in a bag. And it was the most cherished item. And then, you know what happened? JetBlue came along and they changed the game. They had these huge, and it was, by the way, part of the package. They would walk down the aisle with a huge basket on their shoulder, like it was Oprah coming with her harvest. And they had so many different options. And you were allowed to take two of them. None of them were healthy. They'd always look for the most healthy one. They were like Terra chips, animal crackers, some sort of Cheez-Its. I don't remember now, but you know what I'm talking about. And that changed the whole game. They were like, that was like a whole other level. It was like a harvest coming down the aisle and you would have to plan it out what you wanted. Those were the days. And we, we came to expect snacks on a plane. And now we expect when we get on a plane, we're going to pay $45 for a mini cup of hummus and four pretzels to dip it in from the box that you have to buy from the stewardess. You know what else happens on planes that we should address? Not that we expect, but that's expected of us is they expect us to know how to operate the emergency exit, which I think is a big leap. Like I'm literally just getting on the plane. I have my headphones. I have just a million, I'm juggling a million things. And all of a sudden they expect me to know how to operate this door, which looks complicated. And they come and they're like, can you do it? And you're always like, yes, I, I, I got this. But the truth is none of us pay attention to the video and nobody reads the card. So I just think it's weird that there's not some sort of training that we should have to go through if we're going to be in charge of the emergency exit. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't seem safe. Like it seems like if you went to the doctor's office and you're in the waiting room, but you were si- you were sitting the closest to an examining room and the doctor sticks his head out and is like, hey, just in case things don't go well in here and I need an assistant, are you able to step up to the job? And we would just be like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like you need stitches, I got you. I don't know. We have no, it's like the same to me. We don't have any skill in the area. And here we are volunteering our non-expertise and being responsible for other people. It's a weird thing that's expected of us. I think we should all commit to watching some YouTubes or TikToks of how to open these doors before agreeing that we're capable. Like we should at least see what's involved. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Another thing that we have come to expect as people, and this is really interesting, is bread baskets in restaurants. This is something that we, it's like Pavlov's dog. You sit at a restaurant and you immediately are starving for bread. Am I right? And if we went to a restaurant that didn't have bread, it would be like, what kind of psychopath restaurant is this that they're not bringing us bread before we eat? Why aren't they giving us a loaf of bread to ruin our appetite before we have our entire meal? I am Pavlov's dog when it comes to that. Sometimes I'm not even hungry and I sit down at a restaurant and I'm immediately starving for bread, which is weird because when's the last time you went to someone's house for dinner and they're like, hold on, let me get the basket of bread. That never 
happens. And by the way, we never expect it. We don't go to anyone's house for dinner and expect a basket of bread, but we go to a restaurant where the fuck is our bread and our oil to dip it in. I mean, when you have dinner with your family at home, do you have a bread basket? No, that would be insane. You'd ruin your dinner. Yet here we are across America and possibly the world ruining our dinner with bread in restaurants. If I had to take a guess and figure out where this originated, maybe it's while you wait, while we cook your food, here's some bread. But it is weird that it's part of the experience now. So I thought I would definitely have to touch on that. And they make it look so appetizing sometimes. There's like olives in the bread. Maybe there's a focaccio with like limp onions. I don't know. It's something we expect. Another thing that we now expect or is expected from us is we are expected to drink at least 62 ounces of water a day. Do you know how much water that is? I never drank water growing up. I addressed this in an earlier episode. I think I was the episode was I was raised in a bodega. We discussed this. Water was not something we drank. It wasn't what it is now. Like water was reserved for drinking from the water fountain at gym. And not because you were thirsty, but because you wanted to walk by your crush and stand by the water fountain. Water was a vacation from PE class. That's what it was. In fact, when people would drink water at their house, it was like little house on the prairie. Like I would imagine it to have come from a well and like you'd have to eat hard bread from the apothecary. And it's something you drink from little, you know, tin cups that made your water taste like metal. That's what drinking water at a meal would have felt like to me back then. Now water is a thing. When I was growing up, we drank orange juice, apple juice. In fact, I'm going to take it a step further. Sometimes we drank apple juice from concentrate from a can in the freezer. Can you think of anything less that you would do today than that? I would drink soda. God, I would drink, oh, I loved soda. I would drink Coke, Diet Coke, Welch's, strawberry and grape soda, both equally. I really like the strawberry. That was really hard to find. And probably the most disgusting was made completely of pink and red dye, which I loved. I loved Sunkist. Oh my God, I loved Sunkist. What happened to Sunkist? I didn't really drink Sprite. I mean, I drink it. Like if the choice was that or water, obviously I would drink the Sprite if it was the only non-water option, but I didn't really care for Sprite. I drink Yoohoo's. I would drink Capri Sun's, anything with flavor. I The idea of sitting down and drinking a glass of water just seemed like something you would do at the dentist. I don't know. It just didn't seem like something you would do for enjoyment during a meal. And my family certainly didn't serve us water, but now water is a thing. I mean, growing up, I think there was Perrier in a bottle and there was at some point Evian, which tastes like lotion that you rub on your skin. But now there's 1,000 kinds of bottled waters. There's also 1,000 different flavored seltzers. I'm partial to Spindrift. Recently, I got into trying to drink more water, which is hard. You're supposed to drink like 62 ounces. I'd say I'm good for a, I think I'm good for a strong eight ounces of water a day. I I try. 
I'm good at drinking water when it's next to my bed, like when I'm sleeping or I wake up or maybe even after I exercise. But water's not exciting for me. It's more like a chore. And I'm going to tell you another really awkward water thing. When you get a massage and they hand you a little awkward paper cup of water and they want you to drink it because apparently the massage was so taxing on your lymphatic system they want you to drink this tiny, dirty cup of water. You guys know the water I'm talking about. It's in a little paper cup. The water tastes like paper because it's in a little paper cup or sometimes a little plastic cup. It's like a Dixie cup. And they stand there and, and watch you drink it like you're a, in a mental institution and they're administering medicine and they want to watch you swallow it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like they stand and watch you and I'm always like, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Mm, Yeah, but I don't actually drink it because something about it just skeeves me out. I don't know why, but I digress. Back to the 62 ounces. They say that's what we need to drink. I don't even know who they is. But what I do know is I recently fell for the Instagram water bottle. It's enormous. It's bigger than my torso, okay? It has different lines with inspirational messages as you get to the hour you're supposed to reach, like 11 a.m., remember your goal, 1 p.m., that's it, 3 p.m., keep drinking. Unless it says you won the lottery if you get to this line, that's the only thing I would care about it saying. And even then, I probably wouldn't want to drink it. It wouldn't be worth winning the lottery to drink that much water. But I bought the bottle with very high hopes. I was like, it is, I am going to drink from this water bottle So much so I bought one for my mom and my sister both. I was great. The first day I was falling behind, if I can be completely honest, I was falling behind. But then I quickly caught up. I would chug it, chug it, chug it. I would try to front run it. So I'd chug an extra hour or two if I could, only to not make any progress because then I'd fall behind again. And so that was the first day. The second day, I was still doing it. I wouldn't say I was stellar, but I did it. I got through the whole day. By day three, I got to the third line. I got three lines down and I put my water bottle to the side and it has not been touched now for weeks. It has been not only not touched, but for the life of me, I can't bring it into the kitchen and put it in the dishwasher. I don't know why, mainly because I think it's going to take up a lot of room. I should just throw it out. I'm never revisiting. So now the water bottle challenge has become a virtual sea monkey experiment. It is the same water that is stagnant. It's turned into a pond. I'm sure there's tadpoles or parasites. I don't know. I don't even want to touch it. You guys, it's sitting, I'm looking at it. It's in the corner of my desk and I hate it. I I think there's a, a betta fish growing in there. I don't know. I'm scared of it. I'll never drink it. And yet for some reason, I can't throw it out. And guess what I'm not doing is drinking water. If any of you have tips and tricks on how to get the water in, please help me. I don't want to shrivel up and die like a raisin. I don't want dry skin. I want my organs to be refreshed. I want my skin to look glowy and dewy. I want to flush out the toxins. I want all of that, but without the drinking of water. That's what I want. I also want to move. I want a different apartment so I never have to look at this water bottle ever again. I want to move away from this water bottle on my desk. I want to abandon my residence to get away from it, from this cesspool. 
Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Social Studies, my first solo. Like I said, if you like the solo, please let me know, write to me and say, I like the solo. Do some more of them. If you hated the solo, be like, lose it. We want the guests. It's more fun. I'm still going to have guests all the time. But once in a while, I was thinking I could do a solo when I just have a bunch of topics that I want to cover and it just makes it easier to get them out like this. So let me know as always, please uh, like, share, subscribe, review. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.